Hello and welcome into Empty Your Q. Uh, my name is Dustin and with me is Cameron. Uh, hello. And Cameron today is going to go in on a movie that... I'm not going to go in on, but I just want to talk for a second. I have not seen. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about Motherless Brooklyn? Motherless Brooklyn. I guess the love child of Edward Norton. Um, passion Project. I don't know. Passion Project. So this, this is probably just going to be a, man, Edward Norton might suck podcast. Uh, because, uh, just going back to the incredible Hulk, which is an incredible Hulk of shit movie, which supposedly he had a lot of hand in, like just changing directing and writing of that film. Yeah. Like I guess Marvel wanted a action movie and he wanted a, uh, uh, like two and a half hour character study on Bruce Banner. Yeah, which is not what anyone wants with the fucking Hulk because we literally got that with the Ang Lee one and what happened there. Everyone was mad. Um, so Motherless Brooklyn is a fucking by numbers noir. It's an all star cast though. Yeah, which is another like most of the cast seems to be like the primarily assholes of Hollywood where it's like Alec Baldwin and uh, who else do we have in there? Bruce Willis, Bruce Alec Willis, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin Edward, Edward Norton, Norton. Uh, Ethan Suppley, Willem Dafoe. Suppley, I've never heard being an asshole, so that's good. Willem Dafoe, I, I know he's like method and a little crazy, but very shocked to see him in this. It just seems like anybody who was a friend of Edward Norton um, well, it's funny you say that because he he said in an interview that all of the principal cast did it for free. That's why I say anybody who was a friend. Yeah, so it seems like he was there. like, "Hey, I, I I'm calling in favors here." Um, yeah, so it's very by the numbers. It's very uh, it's classic noir shit. Um, you know, big corruption, uh, dealing with the gentrification of Brooklyn and New York. Uh, racism, you know, there's always some underlying villain of some sort uh, dealing with that corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, where in like Chinatown, it's you know the water stuff. This it's like racism and keeping a a baby hidden. I I don't even really know because it's kind of a nonsensical piece of shit to really just boil it down to that. This is just a nonsensical piece of shit that is very poorly acted and absolutely horrifyingly inconsiderate and just downright rude to people with Tourette's syndrome. Well, that was the other thing I was going to say is the Tourette's association, I guess like recognize this movie as a positive. Really? Yeah. Because I've, I have met people with Tourette's. I don't have any direct friends with Tourette's Mm -hmm. and the way they use the Tourette's in it and the way he is in it is very, it feels like a joke. Okay. It literally feels like a joke the entire time. And this is this is what HBO now or is it This is HBO. It's on okay. HBO right now. Um because like the the thing that makes this such an interesting like wow what a miss is the fact that yeah, he spent like 15 20 years trying to adapt this into yes, a movie. Yes, and so so I looked into all of that. He didn't fucking adapt shit. The actual original story takes place in contemporary Brooklyn and is actually about the gentrification of Brooklyn and like 
the real current racism and shit and redlining that's going oh, on. Oh, interesting. Okay. In like today's New York and shit. He was just like, let's um, make it. Yeah. The and noir. That, but it's like, a, it's a noir story that's kind of told in that realm and it's contemporary. It's not taking place in the 50s. Mm-hmm. This ass clown read, and I'm talking about Edward Norton here. Uh, this ass clown read that and then read another book about, um, fuck. He, uh, uh, I forget the name, but it basically a big magnate in New York back mm-hmm. in the day that built, helped build the bridges and other shit worked that name around. This is, and also this like biography on this dude who I just flips my name and I'm really sorry about that. Uh, and I'm not going to do the due diligence to look it up right now. <laughs> uh, you don't have to either. No, it's, don't do it. Um, <laughs> so it's like a 2000 page like biography on this dude too. Okay. That he read and was like, Oh, I'll cross this and that. And I'll tell my own story. And it really just sucks the life out of you throughout the whole movie. Like it's two hours, 15 minutes. I think the Robert Moses. Yeah. Robert Moses. See, I got um, you. No, it was two hours and 24 minutes. And, and it never ever really does anything for you during that you're never really having fun well the trailer feel any emotion during it you could care fucking less about any of the characters in the film the trailer gives a lot of weight too i remember because the trailer has like bruce willis dying and like that has not that being the catalyst yeah bruce willis is the yeah he's like my mentor is dead i gotta i gotta avenge him i gotta pick up the pieces wait what kind of horrible thing was my mentor into just keep pulling at that thread yeah just keep pulling at that thread yeah that whole commercial so um yeah and that's exactly it like it's what was he into he keeps pulling at the thread if you will uh but there's a lot of times where he uses the Tourette's and it almost seems like he's using it for a joke in certain scenes and shit like that. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm very surprised to see that mm-hmm. or hear that. Then again, Glad back in the day used to be like really into liking shit that was turns out to be, you know, just kind of glad handedly patron pat, patronizing the right, gay community, the community to its face, but also being like, hey, we're totally, you know, so. Yeah, says he met and consulted with many members of the Tourette's Association of America. And the film has received approval from the organization. Was that after it was released or before? It just says it received approval. It didn't say before or after. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It feels like it's played for a fucking joke here and there, which I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, so, And that was something he cooked up for the movie. Oh, it was giving him Tourette's Syndrome? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. It hmm. it's tries to be it tries to use Tourette syndrome as like a new element no, being introduced. Uh, so in the novel he does have he does oh, have okay. okay. I wanted to make sure I looked just in case to get that. Yeah, right. that's fair. So I guess that is a big part of the novel is Um So I don't know how someone can dedicate and someone who's so like professionally trained and uh, you know, master of his craft, like Edward fucking Norton, I guess. Um, could dedicate 20 years to something like this and mm-hmm. then release this piece of shit. Is there, what's the longest you've been dedicated to something? Nothing. I can't think of anything. Cause, Cause I've like, never like, so what I think it is, is homeboy read the 
novel and read this other thing and then you know maybe he started writing a noir back in the day Mm -hmm. and then was tooling around with other things started fiddling with some shit and then you know it was like oh yeah i've been working on it for 20 years when it's just been sitting on a fucking hard drive somewhere for 20 years not being you know oh i guess i've been working on soured for what 10 years now (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, I've been working on this script for like a, 10 years. What a pull on that one. I have I a page all, and a half of it. Forgot about all of that. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny. I went and reread it recently. Really? I reread it it's, a couple of years ago and I was like, man, we were ahead of the time. We were ahead of the curve. Yeah, I still think we should do that. We'll we'll put that up as a separate poll. We'll let people decide if that's something they want to. Well, I don't need a poll. I was just saying we should we still should do, just that. do that. <laughs> people make so much. People make fucking motherless Brooklyn. If that can be made, then we can make a fucking internet sitcom where two rich dudes lose all their money and end up trying to take over the the lemonade stand enterprise, lemonade stand enterprise in various suburban neighborhoods. I just remember, and it's just the main idea is just just adults kicking the shit out of of children and pulling strong arm mob moves, smashing lemonade stands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just remember. The end of the the I think what did you you wrote one episode, and then I remember the end of the first episode was like, we gotta just do this. We gotta just enter the lemonade stand game. Like, look at this, and one of us is like, yeah, we'll wear suits too, cause like it's presentable. And then you're like, come in, come in next week for the second episode. It's hot. Why did we do this? This, this is yeah, a terrible idea. idea. <laughs> Um, because it's funny because I was gonna say the longest I've spent any time into anything is probably running this website. There we go. But there's like a two and a half, three year gap in between of running it too. Yeah, where we just let it sit. Um, yeah. But even that's because we've been. Like, it's been around since 2012. Yeah. So it's even then it's only like eight years. And it's is, what did we start at the NBA Finals of 2012? Before I think, I think a little bit before a little that. bit before. Yeah. Because I think one of the first things I wrote for it was about the NASCAR chase. Oh, okay. And that was like two weeks before the final started. The chase for the cup. That was like the first year they did it or the second year they did it. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So you're saying how do you, how can you say you spent so long working on it and have it turn out this poorly? Yeah. And it's just everything. Cause he directed it, wrote it, edited it. Probably he started Oh, everything. I mean, everything is just. Like, there's nothing new to it. There's nothing original. It's just, it's really just some fucking noir story that happens to have a Tourette's, the dude with Tourette's as the center of it. That's Mm -hmm. your detective that you're following. Um, It tries so hard to be East Coast Chinatown. Like, really, really hard to be East Coast Chinatown. Mm Mm-hmm. Where? Is there any action? Is there any like shootouts? Or is there any, no. like, is there any suspense? Is there no, any... no, you're just following this guy around as he like pieces shit together that you figure out about 20 minutes before him. Mm. And you're just kind of like, really? I'm like, shocked you made it through the whole thing. Um, I napped. <laughs> okay. I, I definitely went in and out. Like I faded in and out of it because there was a certain point where you just stopped caring. Like that was that's the incredible thing is I don't know Edward Norton has played some of the greatest film characters like Edward Norton made you empathize with a skinhead mm-hmm. Edward Norton is like your main influence for most of the libertarian anti-government people nowadays yeah. like it, too many kids saw Fight Club 
like myself and we're like we really really held on to the message of that fucking movie we gotta burn it down and because of his character and what you get like it wasn't really brad pitt's character like granted what he does is cool and crazy but we are jack's infinite void of sadness right we really are um deep cut references for all my all the fight club fight club and just chuck polnick fans in general he's really gone off the rails and really fucking sucks now but uh fight club 2 is one of the that's another thing like if we had an empty your comic book your comicsology queue going uh fight club 2 is like the that may have been may be the reason why i stopped reading comic books huh like where i was just like holy shit this is bad i just don't even want to try anymore i don't want to read anymore (laughs) <laughs> well, let's 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 put a bow on this one. Um, so, but no, I just I find it incredible that someone who's done so much for character acting is able was unable to create interesting characters. It doesn't make any sense. Like, so is that because there's a reputation that Edward Norton has for being like impossibly hard to work with? Yeah, because he always wants final cut on things and he wants final. Yeah, say that's in what things. I'm saying. Is like he's so this, the guiding hand behind all of this. This is his. Yeah, this is his. Like big thing this is his big and the fact that like yeah so it cost 26 million dollars to make box office is 18.5 it did get nominated for a golden globe yeah but which was like best score wasn't it best original score <laughs> yeah uh so but which like, then that has like a radio head song on it and i think a tom york original that he wrote for it which i was like the fuck this is, so this is what it says about it as far as like reception it says it received mixed reviews from critics with praise for the film's ideas and for norton's performance but That's criticism tough. for its length and its deviations from the novel yeah i don't like i so i think there's just this built-in like oh he did so great for like edward norton brad pitt um leonardo dicaprio a lot of these white pretty actors, I think they just get a pass because they're fucking pretty. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I think he's gotten a pass as well. I don't get why. I don't understand. Like it, it, he Edward Norton is the new Kevin Spacey to me because we can't like uh, Kevin Spacey doesn't exist. You know, uh, I don't know who Kevin Spacey is. That's not a good like. But no, no. Here's what I'm. Let me get to it. Kevin Spacey was never that great of an actor. Kevin Spacey had one good performance in American Beauty, and even then, that's, Unusual Suspects. There's... He's no, that's the twist of that movie. He's the limping Kaiser Sose. He's like mildly mentally challenged person that he's doing isn't good acting. Like I no. Okay. I don't understand it in Hollywood that there's these people that just because in Hollywood they like them and then these stories get around, I think, to the Hollywood journalists who just want to keep their sources and all this shit so they're afraid to say anything bad just in terms of reviews and writing and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it becomes this cycle of just ass-kissing and stuff. So everybody believes this fact that Edward Norton is a good actor. So no matter what, even if he puts out a bad performance that he mailed in from a million miles away it's still a good performance. I think you do this with Shia LaBeouf. Um, nah, Shia LaBeouf is just a good actor. He's, he's on and off. I think he's found it more now. Cause like peanut butter Falcon is really fantastic. It was, yeah. Honey I didn't boy. see honey boy, but I heard a lot of good stuff about that. 
Um, granted, he's doing the same character in everything yeah. <laughs> now, but it is good. It's you're like telling really me you're not going to be there day one for Tax Collector? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to be day one. I'm not. Let's go. I'm good. Uh, but anyways, um, I just, it's, it's. So then who would, who would watch this? Or so you're saying don't watch this. You're saying, no, I'm saying don't watch it. If it's this. in your queue. Do not empty this from your delete queue. Delete it. Don't bother. It's a waste of your fucking time. Okay. And that's why it performed under the box office because people realize that. Well, it's also two and a half hours long. Yeah. But still it's like, this should have attracted like half the octogenarians in the fucking world. I was going to say like, like old people should have flocked. Yeah, to absolutely. And I, you know, maybe because it, it's about like, mixed race love that's why <laughs> like, if I, one person has, finds like, out about it and tells everybody yeah like, like we gotta the, skip that the one racist old person is you know they get on their little racist uh um uh message board watchtower yeah you know they send out the the morse code don't see mother this brooklyn yeah yeah but i don't know it panders a lot okay like it really panders a lot it's slow moving it's tiresome. Like if you want to watch this, if you want a good nap, I think that's probably a good spot or to put a bonus. Or if you're with a date, male or female, whoever you're with, put this on. So it bores them so much that all they want to do is have sex with you. Cause they're like, Oh, well we're here together. What else can we do? Let's just have sex. Like I fuck it. You win. It- <laughs> <laughs> Innovation at its finest. Yeah, I'm just uh, saying, you know, empty this from your queue. It's this is the ultimate HBO and chill. Is what this is. Okay. All right. It's on HBO. We will uh on that note get out of here. Um thank you guys for listening. Uh HBO, HBO and chill. Um I yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh yeah. I just want you to suck my kiss. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Heifer Brew. And uh, we will be back. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs>